Uh, there are plenty of uh, texts coming through regarding Will Pekoski. We'll get back to those shortly. But Dan Cherney, as I said, has been waiting patiently, part of uh, the Code Sports team and also the News Limited. You can read all his stuff uh, throughout the course of the summer. He's He was also in Adelaide. Uh, Dan, welcome. Good to be with you, Adam and Bryce. Lots to discuss with you. Um, what's your intel, I guess, on the on the Pekofsky situation? I know we've been spending a fair bit of time already talking about it on the program. Yeah, look, Whitey, I mean, you've seen more of a Pekofsky player than just about anyone. And Bryce, I know you, you've watched a lot of him as well. And look, I think with Will, it's, he's probably the most you know, complex case of a cricketer that, that we've seen in, in, in many years. Like, it's just, it's not a straightforward situation. And every time... Uh, something else happens with, with Will Pekowski. You hear people say, oh, why can't he play the short ball? What's happening with the short ball? What, what, you know, what, what is the problem with his technique? Is he soft? Is he you know, not tough enough? What, what's wrong with Will Pekowski? And It's just not that straightforward. I mean, he, he is... And it's not even purely concussion here because there, there has been a mental health element too, uh, an anxiety issue. Uh, there's been... Uh, you know, Cricket Victoria at the end of 20, early 2022, after I think what was his 11th documented concussion when he got struck by a soccer ball in the warm-up against South, uh, South Australia at, uh, at Adelaide Oval. Uh, and he took another break from the game. And uh, he, they then subsequently came out and said he was cleared to play again because at that point, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's time for him to retire. And understandably so, given all the concerns about concussion. And then they looked into it and they found that a lot of the instances where they thought there was concussion, a medical panel said, weren't actually concussion. They were... Um, you know, that's related to concussion or, or uh, more around performance anxiety or migraines. And so it's it's a very complicated situation here. Um, but I thought your point ultimately was a really good one, uh, Whitey, that the, probably the most important thing here is that Wilbukowski seems to be in a good place mentally. He's playing cricket. Uh, you know, you, you trust that the doctors are taking care of him and, and aren't putting him in, in harm's way or, or more so than, than the average cricketer. Uh, and that he, you're right, he, he hasn't been making a hell of a lot of runs this season in Shield cricket, but that doesn't seem to matter for him. He seems to be happy playing. He's played all by one game. He did take a break early in the season, didn't go up to Queensland to play in Mackay. Uh, but, you know, that compared to last season where he missed a huge chunk of the, of, of the, the campaign, uh, it's a good sign. He is, I believe, out of contract with Victoria at the end of the season. So, you know, it's coming up towards crunch time for Wilkowski to an extent. He's um, 26. You know, he's not, he, he's not a kid per se anymore. I'm clearly plenty of cricket ahead of him if he gets back, but uh, back to his best. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, interesting dis- discussions around CV, I'm sure, but they'll just be glad that he's, uh, he's okay. So just to put, a, the, I guess, a full stop on the Pekofsky situation for the time being, because we've got a lot of text messages coming through uh, about Will, you know, is he a star? Is he not a star? Do we spend too much time talking about him? All those sorts of things. He's had 34 first-class matches for Victoria, uh, with 2,197 runs at an average of 43.94. So that's a better average than anyone um, of his age or similar age playing first-class cricket at the moment that's not in the test team. And at the age of about 24, he'd scored three double centuries for Victoria in first-class cricket before a lot of these issues happened. So um, he is a unique talent. I think that's the way we could probably put it. But he actually has got runs on the board already uh, in his career. Um, you were in Adelaide. Um, you were there also when uh, Usman Kawaja got hit. And I know you spent a fair bit of time after the game talking to uh, Andrew McDonald and, and the captains. It looks like he's dodged a bullet here, is he? Yeah, it looks like he's good to go, which is obviously really good news for, for Australian cricket and, and for us. Um, and, you know, in, in this landscape, we clearly don't want to see anyone get uh, get seriously 
hit in the head and, and did look a bit uh, dicey there for a bit, you know, spitting blood, never a great sign. And, you know, when when, you, when any player retires hurt, you think, oh, they might not quite be right. But oh, there were good signs from, from Friday when he was cleared of a fracture and then uh, he's, he's passed all his concussion tests, which they obviously take uh, pretty routinely in, in the aftermath because it can be delayed concussion as well. So, uh, yeah, Cricket Australia just confirming this afternoon that he is good to go for the test. He'll train tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening at the Gabba ahead of the pink ball test under lights. Uh, and, you know, he's a really, well, I don't think anyone thinks the West Indies are going to give Australia much of a run for their money in the second test. But I think it's still an important um, consolidate and, you know, I suppose, consolidatory force for Australia to have a player like Usman Khawaja um, at the top of the order when, you know, there is a bit of uncertainty or instability around uh, the top four or six, given that there are a few of them are finding their feet in new positions. That's a good point, Dan, and good to be chatting with you this evening. Uh, one of the things that Cricket Australia did, and uh, George Bailey did today, they announced the, the one-day uh, squad of 13 players to play in the one-dayers against the West Indies. And there's a few fresh faces, and one... Uh, I think that uh, is well-deserved and uh, from Big Bash form, which has been absolutely stunning and also domestic form, is uh, Matt Short. And he looks to be opening the batting and that would please a lot of people on this temper text, I can assure you, Dan. Uh, what are your thoughts about the squad? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so the, the, a lot of this squad was announced a couple of weeks ago and then they've uh, they've made a couple of changes to it today with um, with Jai Richardson uh, forced out with injury and that, that's you know that's a sad state of affairs really talk Isn't about Wilkowski oh, in terms of yeah. up and coming talents but um, I mean Jai Richardson who made his debut in, the, in that series where Wilkowski almost made his debut against Sri Lanka uh, hard to believe it's five years ago now yeah, 2019 um, yeah 2000, early 2019 in fact the last time they played a day night test of the game for what it's worth but uh, yeah that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a worry uh, he's been replaced by Xavier Bartlett from, uh, from Queensland and the Brisbane Heat he's had a really good big bash campaign and uh, a promising young paceman and then the other I suppose Really big news today on that front was, um, and this is one that Victorians will be uh, interested in, is uh, Glenn <laughs> Maxwell out, uh, and uh, which is a shame because it would have been great to see Maxi play an ODI at the MCG on the back of the World Cup. But I understand, you know, he, he still hasn't fully recovered from that broken leg. It's been sort of, he's just been constantly scrambling to sort of get to, you know, get to the IPL and then get to uh, get to the World Cup and then and get to the Big Bash and, and he, he needs a break just to get himself getting himself right ahead of the T20 World IPL and T20 World Cup. Uh, but, uh, you know, probably a player arguably even more exciting than Jake Fraser McGurk, who really is. I mean, he's Maxwell's um, heir apparent in many respects. He's baby Maxi. He is baby Maxi. No, no, you're right. And in so many levels as well, you know, just the maverick talent, perhaps a bit misunderstood. Um, you know, they're not, you know, it'd be, um, it's, it's probably too convenient to sort of lump them in exactly the same box, but there are clearly parallels. And, and Maxwell has sort of mentored Fraser McGurk, McGurk, they're both exceptional golfers, for what it's worth, which is, uh, is yeah. an, an, another parallel. But uh, no, a, a huge, um, you know, very exciting player. And, you know, when we touch on Victorian cricket, I mean, I, you, you do get the sense that he's the one that one that got away, given he, he was on Victoria's books. They only offered him a one-year rookie deal. He's moved to South Australia and has, has fired since then in a shield, uh, made a centre against the Vicks and then uh, and the fastest ever list a ton against uh, Tasmania. And, and now he's in the ODI squad. He was, you know, made 50 on the weekend overshadowed David Warner in the ILT20 playing for the Dubai Capitals. You'd think it wouldn't be too long before he's playing the IPL as well. So this is an incredible talent. And, you know, it's funny. You look at Pukowski, and, and in some respect, it's probably good for Will Pukowski that there's a guy like Jake Fraser McGurk, who's a you know, very different type of batters, but another guy who's come up and, and perhaps, you know, takes some of the limelight away, even from a Victorian perspective. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I know that didn't really answer your question about Matt Short, but he, you know, he has also been around the mark for, for a little while. He made his ODI and T20 debut uh, last year. Uh, was on the cusp of that World Cup squad from a uh, from ODI perspective, and I think he's going to be a key part of Australia's World Cup title defence over the next four years. Uh, and also in the mix for the uh, T20 World Cup mid-year, where, where the, the competition is uh, is pretty hot. Absolutely. Where does this leave Marcus Stoinis, who is out of the squad? Uh, I'd be surprised if Marcus Stoinis plays another ODI. I mean, it, it's not impossible. Um, you know, he's 35 this year. Uh, you know, let's be honest, he's, his ODI form over the last four or five years, particularly with a bat, has been pretty average. He obviously lost his spot there in the World Cup. You know, he's had an excellent career. Uh, World Cup winner on, on, in, in uh, both ODI and, and T20 formats, and I think he, he'll still be a, a part of that uh, T20 setup in the lead-up to, to that uh, World Cup in the US and the West Indies in the middle of the year. But uh, you know he's moved to a different phase of his career now with the next World Cup, not till 2027. Um, you know they want to get games into the likes of Aaron Hardy, uh, and understandably so, he's a rare talent. And I think Stoinis is, is, a, is a piece with that situation. He's off in South Africa at the moment, playing um, for the Durban Super Giants in. In their the SA20 competition, they're, they're aligned to the Lucknow Super Giants, where he plays his IPL cricket. I'd be surprised if Stoinis at this point now gets another Cricket Australia contract. I think he's he's going to become effectively that T20 freelancer, a bit like David Warner. Uh, and you know that, that's not to say that he couldn't pop up every now and again for Australia, but uh, he's reached a point of his career where um, you know his skill set, bowling a few overs, um, you know, getting some bounces in there, and obviously being a big hitter at the death. He, uh, you know, that, that's one that's going to be very sought after on the T20 circuit. And he's, still, he's got plenty of dollars still to be made. We're running a short of time, Dan. We actually wanted to get you on to talk about your new uh, column in Code Sports, The Leg Buy, which is just a great name when it comes to talking about all the sort of the chopping and changing in the BBL. But in the minute we've got left, with Glenn Maxwell standing down as captain, could you see Stoinis in that role or is it a, is it a cart ride or have they got other plans? It's interesting. I, I don't think they have plans yet, and, and it really, I mean, the next season's not for another 10 months or whatever it is. So it's a very, very long off-season, plenty of time for them to work that out. I mean, the, the big question now is, will Stoinis stay? He's out of contract. Uh, the embargoed period starts as soon as the final starts on Wednesday night, which means that um, there's, a, there's a period where you can't re-sign players. So it's a, it's a bit of a... That's not to say he couldn't re-sign after that, but they really they would like to get his, his signature as soon as possible. Um, he's he's linked, been linked to Perth in the past, but I think realistically he'd have to take a pay cut to go home. But, you know, he filled in when Maxwell was injured early in the season, so I think he, he's certainly an option. Cartwright had a really good season. He's got some leadership attributes as well, so he could well do it. Or maybe it'll be someone from left field. So, uh, But, you know, a, a better season from the Stars, but still disappointing for them to miss the finals. Yeah, no doubt about that. We'll have to get you back on to talk about uh, what you've got cooking there with Code Spots because I'm very interested and want to know a little bit more. Uh, always happy to chat to you guys, so uh, any time.